0: They can't handle the truth.
1: War Room, Battleground. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Contrary to what RFK Jr. and other anti-vax nuts have claimed, there is no connection between vaccines and autism, no connection, no established, documented connection between vaccines and serious diseases or mass death. Vaccines tend to save lives across the board, do they not? That's what the peer-reviewed evidence overwhelmingly shows, does it not? And people are dying right now from COVID still because the evidence on COVID vaccines efficacy is being ignored or shouted down on social media.
2: Well, there's there's three three or four moving parts to this. So um I've been I'm a vaccine scientist, I make low costs Patent free vaccines for low and middle income countries. We made 100 million doses of, we made two vaccine prototypes that led to 100 million doses being administered in India and Indonesia. No patents, minimal strings attached. So we actually found a way to bypass the pharma companies. And yet RFK Jr. incessantly calls me a pharma shill when, if anything, our vaccines maybe kept Pfizer and Moderna out of markets in India and Indonesia. So I don't understand that piece. And then I, the reason I got involved with RFK Jr. in the first place is I have uh, an adult daughter, Rachel, who has autism and intellectual disabilities, and wrote the book "Vaccines Did Not Cause Rachel's Autism," that refuted all of his false claims, and 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 that's been you know he's been uh, kind of after me uh, ever since then, and now he's uh, at it again, and but this time you know. Ilana, I'm sorry, this time, Eddie, it's it's caused something really terrible, and that is during our COVID pandemic, I have a new book coming out that basically says 200,000 Americans needlessly perished because they believe the anti-vaccine disinformation and refused to take a COVID vaccine during our Delta wave and BA1 Omicron wave in 2021-22 after vaccines were widely uh, available. So the point is anti-vaccine disinformation, it's always done a lot of damage and harm, but now it's a yeah. lethal force in the United States. And that's why we that's why we have to have that discussion. And I offered to come and talk to go on Joe Rogan again. I've been on a couple of times yeah. and have that discussion with him, but not to turn it into the Jerry Springer show with having RFK Jr.
1: on. <laughs> well, so it's, it's sad because I said I'm so fed up with the debate me, debate me, uh, because it's not really about the debate. If it was about finding out information, as you said, you've already written about vaccines and autism. You've already spoken and written about COVID vaccines. I think you've been on MSNBC and other channels hundreds of times since the start of the pandemic. People can hear your views and the evidence you bring to this. So they're not actually interested in evidence. And it saddened means that you're a man who basically has saved lives abroad uh, with the vaccines you've developed, whereas RFK has contributed to a culture, a vaccine misinformation culture, that has led to the deaths, as you say, of hundreds of thousands of lives, and yet he's the one being celebrated by tech billionaires like Musk and Jack Dorsey while you're being smeared and defamed. And I would say, I don't know if you've agreed to debate or not. My advice is not to, and people might find that surprising because I wrote a book about debate, but I just think there's a time and a place for a debate. I don't think a historian of World War II should debate a Holocaust denier. I just you know, think that's, that's my analogy here. Like I don't think these debates between experts and cranks do anything other than elevate the cranks.
0: Elevating the cranks. Okay, we're gonna start um, quite unique firestorm going on, on the weekend. We're gonna break it down, all elements of it. I wanna start with our own Natalie. When Natalie for, as he says, he's been on MSNBC hundreds of times, I think thousands of times. We've cut many <laughs> of those clips. But much of the War Room audience uh, may not exactly know who this guy is, why he's important. Of course, Natalie Winters has been on him from day one. Tell us who. Is it Dr. Hotez? The, the, the yes. Vax pimp? The Vax pimp yes. for babies? The, 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 the <laughs> Vax pimp for babies. Uh, Natalie, who is this guy?
3: Yes. Well, before we get into the really good receipts, I just have to say I have watched a lot of people, whether it's Anthony Fauci, Francis Collins, the head of the CDC, do, you know, hours and hours of media interviews. Peter Hotez is the only one who always wears his lab coat emblazoned with all of the different hospitals that he works for. So that that is the tell in my opinion, that he is and always has been some pro some vaccine uh, psyop. And I say that as the daughter of an infectious disease doctor. Uh, but no, Peter Hotez really, I think if you subscribe to the mindset that the mainstream media waged really an information warfare campaign during COVID to get you to take vaccines, to get you to comply, With the mandates, he has been one of not just the leading foot soldiers, but really a commander in the whole movement. You couldn't turn on MSNBC or CNN um, without seeing his lovely face telling you uh, and your kid all the way as young as, you know, six days old to get vaccinated. But why he is so important, I know you're having Dr. Wolf on later in the program to really go through and debunk some of his claims. But I think Dr. Hotez really represents what is this very dangerous merger of So-called scientists and the power of government. And what I mean by that is that we had uncovered back all the way back and believe it or not in 2021, back when I was working at the National Pulse, how he had actually authored a paper amidst COVID demanding that the United States government increase and basically make it a federal hate crime to dare to even criticize scientists, the perfect example that he puts forward in this paper, which is actually published in, believe it or not, a peer-reviewed journal. Uh, He specifically singles out uh, criticism of Anthony Fauci, and there's a wonderful graph that I had sent to Cameron. It's sort of a flowchart, how he identifies far-right extremists, conservative news outlets, obviously shows like War Room as leading to aggression against science or U.S. scientists, and then goes on. I think he should, well, he really shouldn't even stick to the science, but he starts to draw historical comparisons and says that all of his critics uh, are just like adherents to the Nazi movement under Hitler, fascism under Mussolini, Leninism and Marxism. I don't know how you can reconcile all of those together, but this is someone who I think has just been throwing out really baseless claims. I think that historical comparison that he makes in the paper is a perfect example because he's never actually had to answer for any of the claims that he's made because the mainstream media runs really in true full force uh, Praetorian guard nature uh, for any of the claims that he's been making.
0: Want me to, if uh, Memphis can put that chart back up, I, I need to walk through this chart and um because he also put a tweet out this weekend, talked about it. He says, This Elon Tucker, Rogan, RFK, uh, he says, This is the beginning of a major neo fascist movement, or this is the elements of, and of course, we're the fascists. So it's the merger of the, they're neo fascists, we're fascists, that's coming together. And he goes, and, and the tweet he goes, I hope the Biden White House and like the Justice Department is paying attention. I mean, this guy's dangerous because he, he wants to call out the dogs immediately. Walk, take a second and walk us through this chart.
3: Well, that's that's the scary part. Is sort of what the conclusion of this charter. is. So as you can see on screen, it's primarily conservative news outlets and conservative public intellectuals, which he doesn't really even go to in great detail. What exactly that means in the paper, which is someone who has followed this, you know, misinformation, disinformation beat for a while. That's always a red flag because it means those terms are very malleable. Uh, and whoever the critic of the day is, they are always it's somehow worked around to make sure that they fit those standards, Uh, but the conclusion of it is what is really the scary part, and frankly what you're seeing play out right now, because even in the paper, he says the president of the United States, uh, together with science leaders at the federal agency level, need to do something to push back against this science, uh, this aggression towards scientists, so again, it goes to what we've been seeing, whether it's the DHS, CISA, DOJ, uh, just using these agencies Uh, to engage in acts really uh, of cover-up, but of censorship that is far outside the scope of the First Amendment. And and I think what the really even more dangerous part, yes, you know, he's saying the quiet part out loud when he's, of course, going on these mainstream media outlets and calling for the government to do something in these peer-reviewed papers. Uh, But a lot of this censorship, as you know, as Dr. Wolf knows, happens sort of behind the scenes. It's laundered uh, through these NGO-type groups, through these nonprofit 501c3s. Um, And Dr. Hotez really has been shady about where a lot of his funding comes from. He's posted up um, at Baylor College running sort of the pediatrics desk there. Uh, But there's a lot of big pharma money that flows through there. And I think Peter Hotez, he needs to be looked at as an example of how the mainstream media and more broadly, the establishment apparatus gets away with laundering vaccine talking points sort of using the appeal to logos, right? The idea that this man has all these credentials, he's unbiased, he's an expert, right? Trust the experts, as they always say. Uh, And that's why this, this response, frankly, Steve, is so interesting because you see that, right? This is just one doctor. It's sort of weird that he's getting the prime time spot On msnbc usually when joe rogan says anything or rfk jr this is the first story i've ever seen the mainstream media actually cover truthfully right when it comes to what rfk jr has said or what joe rogan is challenging usually these people don't get a second in the mainstream media so it's really interesting that they are running uh like really with their tails between their legs to run cover uh for this man who really like i said has been at the tip of the spear Uh, or really the the tip of the the jab, I guess, the tip of the vaccine for pushing uh, these vaccine mandates on Americans.
0: Since it was a holiday weekend and they weren't fully organized. You had Juneteenth the day, you had uh, a Father's Day. You could tell that the (laughs) mainstream media was not, did not have, did you happy Juneteenth? They did not have the, they did not have the starting team on the field, but that's what's so interesting what they came out with is that now, and I want you to give me your observations. There's no need for a debate. There's no need to have. We don't need RFK debating this guy. The facts are so overwhelming that they are, you know, they are the truth. What we've put forward is the truth. That no, no debate necessary. Your observations on that line of defense, man.
3: It's just preposterous, especially coming from these people. Uh, who are always using the refrain of trust the experts. I mean, it harkens me back to my college days when you would see them shutting down conservative speakers, branding them, you know, as crazy Nazis. And it's always been, well, then sunlight is the best disinfectant, you know, engage with them. Um, But I I, frankly, too, I think this news cycle, the whole vaccine stuff is coming up against the origins of COVID report, which I know you and I had been talking about. So I think they're sort of trying to get ahead of that and trying to smear the people, much like the voices you have on this show, who have always said that COVID nineteen developed uh, from the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Now you sort of get tacit admissions from the mainstream press and these U.S. investigators, at least some of them. Um, I think they're trying to to sort of put in lockstep the anti-vaccine, you know, alleged crazies with the people who believe COVID nineteen developed in a lab. So I think there's something a lot. Bigger in terms of narrative building going on here, because like I said, usually the mainstream media doesn't jump to cover uh, RFK, Joe Rogan, and vaccines. That sounds like a you know three-part story that they would be running away from uh, at full speed.
0: You're absolutely correct. Uh, the the kowtowing of Blinken in Beijing, the whole uh, there's a lot coming out on this uh, on the COVID origins report. There's more investigations going in to the CCP giving money to Biden. So this is all coming out. That's going to be and this is going to be a major part of 2024. Natalie, how do people get to your reporting? How do they get to all, all of uh, all the content you're putting up on social media?
3: I'm Natalie G. Winters on all platforms and so make sure you go to warroom.org and sign up for the newsletter.
0: Natalie, thanks. Thanks for joining us tonight. Appreciate it. Tell you what I want to do. I'm going to mix this up a little bit. besides Wolinski, I want to go back and play Hotez again. For, uh, because when they talk about shutting down these voices, one of the principal voices they're talking about, when Natalie brings up that paper that he, he wrote, one of the principal voices they want to shut down is our next, uh, she's beyond a guest, almost like a contributor here at uh, War Room and, and really has led an action, action, action effort to sort this thing out. Let's go ahead and play Hotels again for
1: Naomi Wolf. No, contrary to what RFK Jr. and other anti-vax nuts have claimed, there is no connection between vaccines and autism no connection no established documented connection between vaccines and serious diseases or mass death vaccines tend to save lives across the board do they not that's what the peer-reviewed evidence overwhelmingly shows does it not and people are dying right now from covid still because the evidence on covid vaccines efficacy is being ignored or shouted down on social media
2: well there's there's three three or four moving parts to this so um I've been I'm a vaccine scientist I make low cost Patent free vaccines for low and middle income countries. We made 100 million doses of, we made two vaccine prototypes that led to 100 million doses being administered in India and Indonesia. No patents, minimal strings attached. So we actually found a way to bypass the pharma companies. And yet RFK Jr. incessantly calls me a pharma shill when, if anything, our vaccines maybe kept Pfizer and Moderna out of markets in India and Indonesia. So I don't understand that piece. And then The reason I got involved with RFK Jr. in the first place is I have uh, an adult daughter, Rachel, who has autism and intellectual disabilities, and wrote the book "Vaccines Did Not Cause Rachel's Autism," that refuted all of his false claims, and 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 that's been you know he's been uh, kind of after me uh, ever since then, and now he's at it again, and but this time you know. Elon, I'm sorry. This time, Eddie, it's it's caused something really terrible, and that is during our COVID pandemic. I have a new book coming out that basically says 200,000 Americans needlessly perished because they believe the anti-vaccine disinformation and refused to take a COVID vaccine during our Delta wave and BA1 Omicron wave in 2021-22 after vaccines were widely uh, available. So the point is anti-vaccine disinformation, it's always done a lot of damage and harm, but now it's a yeah. lethal force in the United States. And that's why we thats why we have to have that discussion. And I offered to come and talk to go on Joe Rogan again. I've been on a couple of times yeah. and have that discussion with him, but not
0: have it okay uh i will stop it right there, maybe I'll go back and play that again uh naomi wolf a lethal a lethal force in modern american uh culture uh your 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 response breakdown observations deconstruction of what we've seen on on just this clip of what transpired over the weekend ma'am
4: so a couple of things really stand out from that clip. (laughs) One is, you know, as a journalist, I'm looking at Mehdi Hassan, who used to be a very serious, credible person, who's an acquaintance of mine. He's interviewed me a number of times. And he's just thrown his credibility in the toilet. I mean, there's just no other way to put it. Um, Making claims for which he has no evidence and for which there is no evidence. And one of the things he implied was that um, it's not um, a mass death event, uh, the rollout of of these. They're clearly, um, what I hear is that they're picking up talking points from Ofcom, uh, the British uh, media uh, uh, watchdog that um, went after me and Mark Stein for my calling this a mass death event. And I mean, they're going after other people too, obviously, like RFK Jr. But um, for them to sweep that under the rug and And claim that people died because they didn't take a COVID vaccine that we've now thoroughly proven Pfizer knew from November of 2020 didn't work to stop COVID. It's just flying in the face of all established fact now based on primary sources. And, you know, sorry, Mehdi, you really should be ashamed of yourself. You should be ashamed of yourself. You used to be a credible journalist and you will never live this down because people are finding out the truth. I guess the second thing that jumps out, Steve, is, you know, Dr. Hotez saying that he managed to bypass the patent process and roll out hundreds of thousands of vaccines that he cooked up with, quote unquote, no strings attached and put them in the bodies of people in India and Indonesia. That is not reassuring. And um, what it should warn people is that um, these monsters are willing to, I mean, it means he's bypassed Uh, all regulatory processes. Um, and and this is very typical of the pharmaceutical industry. They'll go to impoverished countries or countries where people don't have a voice and they'll find impoverished people who don't have a voice and they'll simply experiment on them without their informed consent. It happens in Africa. It happens in India. In fact, India has sued the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation for doing exactly that to young women. Um, Kenya has spoken up about how their young women were experimented on. And so Dr. Hotez just blithely shared that he, invented some nonsense and put it in the bodies of people um, and has kind of no patent. And I didn't hear him say he has FDA approval. uh, And and that should show you how unscrupulous these people are and what monsters they are. And I guess the last thing is debate. Right. I mean, I, I love Natalie so much. And I love this platform because we still believe in Um, the post-enlightenment world in which sunlight is the best, best disinfectant if someone isn't telling the truth or is incredible or is wrong about something, you open it up to discussion so that the truth can emerge and so that you can respond to your critics or respond to your adversaries. So the fact that Dr. Hotez will not get on a single stage and you've got poor Mehdi Hassan, you know, completely emasculated as a journalist being brought forward to defend the premise that you shouldn't debate these crazy anti-vaxxers who have written, like RFK Jr., a 400-page tome with thousands of footnotes, you know, showing the sources. Um, the fact that Mehdi Hassan and Dr. Hotez are like, oh, we mustn't debate them. That really you know obviously, to everyone watching should indicate that we're but they are not but, but
0: hang on but hang anymore. on it's it's it's, yeah. it's darker it's darker and, and worse than that he equated correct me if i 'm wrong and I think this is why I want you having on today to to go through this he equated you and I believe that uh you're one of the surviving granddaughters uh, nieces of of holocaust survivors he equated your work and other people's work in here of vaccine hesitancy and want to get to the facts to Holocaust deniers. Am am I wrong in that?
4: Let me speak specifically to that. Um, It's so ironic because one of the Ofcom complaints against me is that I invoked the Holocaust accurately as an exemplar for the kind of um, medicalization of fascism that we're seeing now, because indeed, historically, professional organizations for doctors and doctors themselves were tasked by the National Socialists prior to 1933, prior to the National Socialists gaining uh, power in Parliament with being the advance guard to create uh, this two-tier society in which there were um, useless eaters and and non-useless eaters and, and the, the advance guard for genocide, for what became genocide, you know, in the, in from 1939 to the early 40s. So this is a a process. And um, I've been attacked for that. But I think that what's happening, you know, in political consulting, it's very common to tell your client to um, defang your opposition's best talking points by turning them against your, your opponent. And so what I see is that people are starting to look around and go, wow, this is kind of like nazi-ish this is stalinist um the two-tier society the quarantine camps the mandated injections the mengala type and i always say that advisedly science that you see in pfizer documents these charts of suffering and dead babies these charts of you know women's horrible menstrual injury um, this is mengala type science and people are noticing that this is nazi science and nazi medicine So I think that what's happened is that the talking points of evildoers have shifted. So as they want to claim back, direct at us as natalie pointed out that we're the nazis right that this granddaughter of a woman who lost nine brothers and sisters in the holocaust is behaving in a neo-fascistic way but there's something even more dangerous than that because that's just name calling um what's even more dangerous than that is the chart natalie showed and i'm hearing it over and over aggression aggression anti-vaxxer aggression conspiracy theorist aggression the 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 holy grail in a society with a First Amendment is to turn words into violence and turn ideas into violence. And this is something that other cultures can do more easily, like Canada criminalizes hate speech, right? Because they don't have a First Amendment. Thank God for our founders, we have a First Amendment. Um, So that means that what these people want to do to us, which is lock us up or penalize us or fine us for our First Amendment protected words. They can't do it unless they can blur that category of speech and words and violence. And that's why I've warned all of you at the posse to beware of the word incitement, which criminalized dissent in Israel. if formerly Free Civil Society in six months. It's well, it was used against, you know, Donald Trump, right? His incitement, his words led to violence, allegedly. It's a very dangerous word, because in America, the law is very specific about what incitement to violence is. And it's very narrow. You have to like tell someone, go kill that person, right? So, you know, speech that they want to criminalize doesn't fall into that category. I would argue President Trump's speech didn't fall into that category. But but what they're trying to do with these talking points is turn our opinions into aggression. And then that's a short step into new laws that are like, well, you've engaged in aggressive speech. You have to be locked up, silenced, deplatformed, quarantine camped, fined, arrested.
0: Um you've been at the forefront of this saying that this is information where i remember you came on here and i think it was in this early in the spring of 2021 and you talked about the next nazi doctors and i was like wow th- this is you know this is really getting um, um amazing because of the, the historical analogies you were bringing up before we go to break and you're going to stay with us for the remainder of the show um, i just want to go to the facts when they say they won't debate and, and because here's when he says I got a new book coming out and it's going to show 200,000 people died because of the vaccine hesitancy, the vaccine information put out by basically what he's saying is uh, the Joe Rogan's, the War Room, uh, the uh, the uh, Naomi Wolf's, uh, you know, others. all these great doctors that came forward. Uh, your your work at Daily Clout on on the phone book. Right, that we called the reports. I just want that information was not supposed to be seen for seventy-five years. Am I correct? Yeah, all that information and data you went through comes from Pfizer, comes from their research, and uh, and it, it's not. I tell you what, we're going to run out of time here, and I want the I want to make sure we give you plenty of runway for the answer. So here's what we're going to do. We've got this firestorm now, and people have to remember there's a couple of things happening, not just as RFK's. Presidential campaign obviously starting to get traction, starting to get bring real fear into the uh, to the to the, sh- the the system, the way it's structured. Uh, 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 but but in addition, there's a number of things. There's a Wuhan report going to come out. There's an origin report going to come out. Uh, the Biden regime is uh, is going full tributary state kowtowing uh, to the CCP. No no conversations at all with Blinken over the weekend at all about uh, the bioweapon, the Wuhan lab, all of it. Just remember that. This is all coming to the forefront. Now you got Hotez, you've got Joe Rogan, Elon Musk, RFK, Jr., Tucker Carlson, everybody kind of thrown in here. And we've got the kind of the, the, the person that's really done the R&D, has done the research, has done the hard work of going through the documents. It's, it's Naomi Wolf and her team. And what I want to do is I just want to lay out the documentary fact, evidence as presented by Pfizer. It's in the Pfizer document. All next, here in the War Room. Well, Congress once again allowed itself to be pushed into appeasing the administration and raising the debt ceiling for the 79th time, paving the way for continued reckless spending and further devaluation of the U.S. dollar. As our national debt continues to skyrocket, how are you protecting your savings? Times like these are a great reminder to diversify a portion of your savings into gold. And you can do that with the help of Birch Gold. Here's the easiest way to do it. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold, and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. As BRICS, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa band together against the dollar, more and more central banks are diversifying. You know what they're buying gold. Follow their lead. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 for your free info kit on gold. There's no obligation, just information. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of happy customers, Birch Gold can help protect your savings, too. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898. Do it today. Follow the central banks of the BRICS. Take action 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 and take that action today are you tired of progressive corporations and exhausted trying to keep up with all the virtue signaling when you're simply trying to buy products progressive corporate America continues to push messaging that further alienates conservative Americans all while eroding the future of the American dream it's prominent all over the country companies like Starbucks either as a consumer or a business owner. Download the app now. That's publicsq.com, publicsq.com. In my younger days, I was a naval officer on a destroyer. In fact, I was the A-gang officer in charge of all the engineering systems that were not main propulsion, and one of those was air purification. And I can tell you the standards of the United States Navy are second to none. If all home air purifiers are the same, You also receive a free air quality monitor, plus fast, free shipping. That's $150 savings right there. That's ekpure.com, code Steve. ekpure.com, code Steve.
1: War Room Battleground with Stephen K. Bannon.
2: Widely uh, available, so the point is, anti-vaccine disinformation—it's always done a lot of damage and harm. But now it's a yeah. lethal force in the United States, and that's why we—that's why we have to have that discussion. And I offered to come and talk to go on Joe Rogan again. I've been on a couple of times, yeah. and have that discussion with him, but not to turn it into the Jerry Springer show with having RFK Jr. <laughs> on.
1: We're so it's, it's sad because I said I'm so fed up with the debate me, debate me, uh, because it's not really about the debate. If it was about finding out information, as you said, you've already written about vaccines and autism. You've already spoken and written about COVID vaccines. I think you've been on MSNBC and other channels hundreds of times since the start of the pandemic. People can hear your views and the evidence you bring to this, so they're not actually interested in evidence. And it saddens me that you're a man who basically has saved lives abroad. Uh, with the vaccines you've developed, whereas RFK has contributed to a culture, a vaccine misinformation culture, that has led to the deaths, as you say, of hundreds of thousands of lives, and yet he's the one being celebrated by tech billionaires like Musk and Jack Dorsey while you're being smeared and defamed. And I would say, I don't know if you've agreed to debate or not. My advice is not to, and people might find that surprising because I wrote a book about debate, but I just think there's a time and a place for a debate. I don't think a historian of World War II Should debate a Holocaust denier? I just do. That's that's my analogy here. Like I don't think these debates between experts and cranks do anything other than elevate the cranks.
0: A lethal force in modern America, Naomi Wolf. Um, I want to I want you to respond to that, but I want to respond to it in the context of you, the Warren Posse, um. Uh, Amy, your your great team at Daily Clout, the volunteer lawyers, uh, researchers, the apparatus you put over top of the volunteers, thirty five hundred people that have put out a book that I think's in the tenth printing, right? That with no marketing money at all, with nothing at all, you compiled this. It's been an Amazon bestseller, and I talk to people. The two books they talk to me about all the time is is the RFK book on Fauci, and your Daily Clout. Besides the book of your journey, your personal journey. Uh, which is quite uh, relevant in in this uh, conversation, Hotez. I mean, it is a am- that piece is amazing. It's three and a half minutes long. We just clipped the last minute out of that of how they're in full attack mode. Talk yeah. to me about what Pfizer's what Pfizer's own internal documents. And and, and and by the way, note to self: Daniel Ellsberg passed away over the weekend. Who really gave the information that 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 really was the Pentagon Papers that changed the direction of everything related to the Vietnam War and then informed the the, the, the uh, church committee and, and, and led us to get the, at least the House and Senate intelligence to, to put some controls over the FBI and the CA, the modicum of controls we have. But what what is does what is the beast itself tell you in this apparatus that you can counter Hotez as your lethal force that have caused the death of 200,000 innocent Americans?
4: Yeah. Yeah. Um... <sighs> I wish that I would be invited to debate uh, Dr. Hotez. Um, any number of people could demonstrate how liish the lies are that he just told to America on MSNBC. Um, so let me go through some of the key points in the Pfizer documents. Um, first of all, you've got to understand they're now playing math with alleged deaths, right, because we've established that there were 1,225 deaths in the Pfizer documents in the first three months of rollout, many of these, and this is in our stroke report, it's in our uh, renal failure report, and it's in our liver damage report. Many of these adverse events, including fatalities, took place within 48 hours of the injection, and many of them within 30 days. And I was at a uh, gathering um, with Dr. McCullough, Dr. Alexander, some of the most distinguished dissident doctors over the weekend. And they stated that in real science and real medicine, if there's a fatality within 30 days of a medical intervention, it's attributable to that medical intervention. So this, I, I will insist, this is a mass murder event. And now you've got to scale that up. That's just in the first three months. Now you've got to scale it up to two years of injecting this in into the bodies of people. Um, you're going to have fatalities at at great scale. And actually, um, Steve Kirsch has done the math and shown that there are six figures of fatalities attributed to the mRNA injection alone in the United States alone. And I independently checked government data and showed that he was correct. The disabilities are in the millions in the United States alone. So what the other side has to do now is claim, well, not taking the vaccine led to even more deaths than the deaths from the vaccine, right? Because in medicine, there always has to be a cost-benefit analysis in which the benefit outweighs the risks. Um, That's the only metric, uh, along with informed consent, by which you're supposed to go ahead and administer um, a drug or an injection. So that's what I see them doing now with rushing out this book by their reliable, um, (laughs) uh, John Lee calls him a vaccine fetishist, uh, uh, Dr. Hotez. Um, So... I'm going to read you a couple of sentences. First of all, the Pfizer documents, I can't say this enough, proved that Pfizer knew from one month after rollout that the vaccine they created did not stop COVID, that it did not stop COVID. So every other claim that Mehdi Hassan or the Dr. Hotez or that Rochelle Walensky makes is, is a fantasy that is contrary to the conclusions of the manufacturers of this injection, right? And we get the Moderna documents in July. So in November of 2020, Pfizer had a weak demonstration of efficacy, but how did they get there? You'll This will blow your mind based on eight cases in the vaccinated cohort versus 162 cases in the vaccinated unvaccinated cohort. How did they get there? They dropped 200 vaccinated people with COVID from their study, leaving Eight vaccinated people with COVID, 162 unvaccinated. On the basis of that fake science, they Dr. Walensky, the President of the United States, Dr. Fauci claimed that the vaccine was 95% effective. Okay, gotta process that. They also dropped um 3,410 suspected COVID cases. Uh, 1,594 vaccinated, 1,816 placebo. They just dropped them. So all these vaccinated people in Pfizer's own trials in November of 2020 were getting sick with COVID. And how did Pfizer deal with that? They dropped them. They stopped counting them. Um, And Also, these experts point out if COVID cases occurred in the thousands, which they did, and investigators used only 170 cases of unvaccinated people with infections for efficacy, their statistics did not reflect reality. And then they destroyed their clinical trial by unblinding and vaccinating all the placebo cohort. You've got to understand what this means. They had vaccinated people. They had unvaccinated people who got COVID. They dropped all the vaccinated people, except for eight who got COVID, and then at the end of the study, they would have had unvaccinated people uh, and vaccinated people who would go on into the world, and some of them would get sick, and some of them would not. And they injected all of the unvaccinated people, thus destroying their control group, so that now we can't know, you know, if the unvaccinated, as the studies are showing, don't get COVID as often as the vaccinated. Um, Pfizer knew that would happen, so they dropped, they, 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 they destroyed the evidence of their um their unvaccinated group, their control group. Uh this is not science, right? This is ima- imaginary fake science that leads to only one conclusion that Mehdi Hassan is falsely asserting and that Dr. Hotez is falsely asserting. Um So let me tell you what else is in the Pfizer documents as of November 2020, based on our 3,500 experts. By November of 2020, the words vaccine failure and failure of efficacy are in the Pfizer documents. These are Pfizer's words. And I will repeat what I've said many times before, there are huge categories of adverse events in these documents, 43,000 altogether. Number one is arthritis type outcomes. Number two is muscle pain outcomes. Number three is COVID. The third most common side effect of getting the vaccine is COVID. So if people died of COVID after they were vaccinated, um, that is directly attributable to these injections and should be counted in the deaths category that Dr. Hotez is responsible for. Um so basically he's lying from the very beginning. Pfizer knew, they said it in their internal documents, that these these injections didn't work to stop COVID. Um so that's the first thing I would say about his lies.
0: When you talk about and, and going through the Pfizer documents, as you've been able to, with the team, kind of lay it out in all these, and I think you're up to 70 some reports now. Given that warps, this is essentially a clinical trial, and as you just noted with McCulloch and Alexander. If you have a clinical trial that's this far from the beginning, you shut down the clinical trial and said, "Hey, I think we got to rethink this." Right. But the, the Pfizer and these guys in this warp Street reported up to a task force. Why? What w- was this not disclosed by Pfizer to government authorities, either FDA or Fauci or this task force or Mike Pence who was in charge of it? Is is your belief this did not go up the chain of command since it took a lawsuit? by the guys in Texas, even to pride this out from the 75 years. Is your belief, or as you've looked at these documents, is there any evidence that this was pushed up the chain of command so that there was actually others who looked the other way knowingly?
4: I mean, I'm not smiling because it's funny. I'm smiling because when you ask a question like that, the you're, you're using the correct basis for the question, which is um, that we have a working federal government that's not captured. So I will say that these documents didn't just go up the chain of command, they they were um, in the custody of the top of the chain of command. The Food and Drug Administration, uh, which is part of HHS, which has kind of captured, you know, government processes during the Biden administration, um, is the custodian of these documents. I can't stress that enough. It's not, this lawsuit was not against Pfizer. The lawsuit was against the FDA. It was the FDA that asked the judge to keep these documents hidden for 75 years. The FDA, many of these documents say FDA confidential, FDA confidential at the bottom of them. The FDA is supposed to get every one of these documents and Dr. Walensky receives every one of these documents. Um, In fact, one of the most shocking things our team uncovered is in report 69, where all these catastrophic um, deaths of fetuses and the poisoning of breast milk were documented laconically in the, a special report in the Pfizer documents. That report went to Dr. Walensky on April 20th of 2021, as well as the FDA. And we don't know to whom else it went. Um, and then Dr. Walensky issued a press conference from the White House three days later, telling the women of America what she knew to be a falsehood, a damaging, dangerous, murderous falsehood, stating that the vaccines were safe and effective for pregnancy and that she recommended that American pregnant people, pregnant women, um, receive this this injection she had in her hands. The report in um, our report 69 that shows that Pfizer concluded that fetuses were dying due to Pfizer's words, transplacental exposure to the vaccine Pfizer's words. She had this and she had in her hand the report showing that they knew, you know, and they never warned the lactating women of America that there was mRNA and spike protein and lipid nanoparticles and polyethylene glycol in the breast milk of, vac- of vaccinated nursing moms in America that was killing at least one baby in the Pfizer document from multi-system organ failure and turning other babies. I mean, there's this chart, Steve, you just would not believe that Dr. Walensky had in her hands, the head of the FDA had in their hands that shows babies. These babies have swelling of the tissue. These babies are inconsolable. These babies are vomiting. These babies have fevers. They're they're destroying damaging babies and extended fevers can be very damaging to a newborn or a small baby Um, and they know it's from nursing vaccinated mom's breast milk she didn't warn women to stop nursing their babies if they were vaccinated so they knew how can I put it nothing of this scale you don't look you don't get to kill Americans and burn that political capital without the White House signing off
0: Can we play, by the way, let's go ahead and play. I want to play the Walensky clips, uh, just to uh, uh, make sure it's at the front of mind with people and then have you respond.
2: Could we have improved? Um, Well, you know, I think I can tell you where I was when the CNN feed came, that it was 95% effective, um, the vaccine. So many of us wanted to be hopeful. So many of us wanted to say, okay, this is our ticket out, right? Now we're done. Um, so I think we had perhaps too little caution and too much optimism um, for some good things that came our way. I, I really do. I, I think all of us wanted this to be done. Nobody said waning when when you know mm-hmm. oh this vaccine's going to work. Oh well <laughs> maybe it'll work. It'll wear off. Um, nobody
0: said well what if the next variant doesn't? It doesn't. It's not as potent against the next variant. The vaccine did not stop spread or infection. I'm not saying it was completely bad, but it did not stop the spread or infection. I think,
2: actually, if I could actually um, just correct that point, and that is, initially it did. For the Wuhan strain and for the alpha strain, all of the early data and the literature published in the New England Journal demonstrated that for those who worked, if you didn't get infected, that you were not transmitting it to other people. And it had very high efficacy early on, up to 96 percent. So it did change over
0: time. Uh, Okay, we're going to go back. I mean, this is part of the thing of, of you make the case. She continues to say safe and effective, safe and effective, safe and effective, her mantra. Is she accurate in that, ma'am?
4: Categorically not. And her timeline is a falsehood to Congress, which is punishable with a fine and up to five years in prison, as I understand the penalty for the felony of lying to Congress. Um, before that woman started her first day on the job, the documents awaiting her on her desk showed that Pfizer had concluded that the vaccine had no efficacy and showed that they got to that 95% um, claim by dumping 200 sick vaccinated people and possibly five figures of um, vaccinated people with COVID. And she knew that the Pfizer document said Uh, that there was failure of efficacy and vaccine failure. And the reason I stress the timeline is she's trying to weasel out of her crime by saying, oh, it waned over time. It was effective way back when I said it. Uh, Well, that's a lie. Um, That's not true. The timeline shows that uh, Pfizer and the FDA, and thus she, knew that it um, was not effective from January 1st of 2020. you know, and certainly by inauguration day, they had this evidence in front of them before the first day she got on the job. She knew it was not effective. The other thing I want you to know is, oh, remember, too, when the Pfizer spokesperson told the European Parliament that they didn't test for transmission. And that's I believe that's true. Um, nothing we've seen in the Pfizer documents shows that they have any evidence that it stops transmission. Listen to to her language carefully. She says, if you don't get infected, you won't transmit. She's doing what Dr. Fauci made an art form of, garbling her sentence so she's not lying before Congress. Yeah, if you don't get infected with COVID, you're not gonna transmit COVID, right? Whether, right, I mean, um, so she's, she's covering her lies in tangled grammar. Um, But there is no evidence to show that the vaccine stops you from transmission. This is something that I tried to tell my loved ones in October and November of 2021, when the president was saying, if you're unvaccinated, you and your loved ones are facing a winter of death and destruction and severe disease and hospitalization. And people were canceling vacations with me and my husband over the Christmas holiday because everyone, the spokespeople were saying the unvaccinated will transmit, the vaccinated won't transmit. That was a lie. The science showed it was a lie from the very beginning. Finally, they admitted it was a lie. But it's not the timeline that she's claiming. She knew perfectly well that there was no such data. And may I also note, um, you know, her interlocutor should have said, as should all of the Republicans and Democrats, what data? She, she manages to sprinkle fairy dust into people's eyes, and she says, the data. Well, you know, yeah. we're grownups yeah. with educations. Show us the data. Show us the peer-reviewed reference. Yeah. You know, let yeah. us read the, the, the document. Um, there is there is no such data. And if she goes back before Congress, she'll have to produce that data, um, and she'll have well, to account for the fact that she, she had the information in the she, Pfizer documents she, from day one. She,
0: she will definitely go back before, because that's what we're working on to make sure that Everybody's fully briefed by you guys. we got to bounce. Where do people go to Daily Clout to get all the background here?
4: So very important for everyone to order that book that you've been describing, um, the Pfizer Documents, the War Room Daily Clout Pfizer Documents book on Amazon. You can also order it on our website. It has all the receipts and it also people are using it to diagnose. Um, I mean, I'm not a doctor, uh, but it's very helpful for people to protect their own health because now we're turning our, our volunteers' attention not just to analysis but to coming up with some ways people can support their health if they have, in fact, taken this um, damaging, sterilizing, murderous injection. Um, so please do order that and support us at dailyclout.io. And thank you. Know One of the nicest things you've ever said, and I'm so honored, is that um, I'm not just a visitor but a contributor on The War Room. I can think of nothing I'd rather be.
0: You've done an amazing job uh, for your country, for humanity, for all of it, uh, Naomi. And I know it's coming at a high personal cost. So you're a fighter. Keep fighting. Thank you, ma'am, for uh, being on here. Honored. Thank you so much. Dr. Naomi Wolf, uh, make sure everybody goes to Daily Clout. Uh, They're the tip of the spear in this fight. And it's only going to get more intense, ladies and gentlemen. You could see by this firestorm over the weekend. Okay. Back tomorrow morning, live, uh, 10 o'clock in the morning, uh, for another. Another day in the saddle here in the war room. See that, folks. Let me tell you about Salty.